Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another program. Well, this is one of those episodes that I wonder how has this come about and for one like myself who started this podcast a few years ago with the intention of serving the community of coaches and leaders and people involved in sport and particularly football out there how I've come to be wanting to talk about this particular subject and there's a number of subjects I've talked about before that do diversify from that but from the kind of the mainstream if you like of football and sport and success but I think that's one of the beautiful things about podcasts it gives you the, the, the fortunate platform to be able to express yourself and um, if you like what you hear and you resonate with it it's all for the good and if you don't you just move on and um, I hope you resonate with this but I'm just the one who feels the need to express this now as you know leadership leader manager coach we talk about leadership so often and along with leadership comes responsibility that word responsibility that terrible word responsibility that people often cover their ears up because it means effort, it means work, it means thought, it means focus, it means discipline, it means all the things that take work and effort, I suppose, for want of better words. But the subject I want to talk about very briefly is the current situation in Eastern Europe in Ukraine. Now here's a football podcast as I say, why am I talking about this? Well, as many of you know, the ultimate and original inspiration behind so much in my own life, in terms of my work and my love of football and sport is the great Bill Shankly. And I think the archetypical oft quoted line from Shanks that everybody remembers above and beyond most of his other quips is you know um, football isn't just a matter of life and death it's much more important than that and in that vein as we've discussed before that's why I'm talking about Ukraine now I'll take leave and, and say, look, you know, this is a little bit personal, but I've got a friend who is half Ukrainian that I grew up with, whose dad was a hardworking coal miner from Ukraine, um, who worked and grafted here in the UK down the pits when they were open and retired. And then within a very short period of retiring, sadly passed away. But um <laughs> excuse me why am i talking about ukraine well i don't know about you but it's at times like this when obviously with the media we've got today we know everything that's going on virtually 
Um, the questions that come into my mind are, what's important in life now? And when you're so obsessed and focused on football and sport and games like, like we all are, I think we have to step back and answer the real questions of life because if you listen carefully enough to your own conscience, they come up. And if you don't listen and you don't answer those questions, you do not live the best life possible. The best life possible comes from being aware and being open and honest and listening to yourself first. Above all else, to thine own self be true. Know thyself. You have to answer the real questions that are gnawing away at you. And one of the questions that's been gnawing away at me in the past couple of weeks is, well, how important is football now? This is all going on. So what should we do? Just stop playing, close the leagues down, or go home and wonder how we can help the Ukrainians? I'm not sure that is going to work. I'm not sure it's the right way. And I'm not sure it's possible. But the question has to be answered. There are people being made homeless. Refugees, dogs, children, mums, dads, families split up, injured, destroyed, homes unlivable in, untenable to live in your home city, walking miles and miles and miles. Imagine the situation of having made a decision and having half an hour, an hour, a day, oh, a couple of days, 20 minutes to pack up enough to take in a bag to carry, maybe with your children and your pet or pets. What are you going to take and what are you going to leave behind? You can't take all your favorite photographs, your favorite books. Are you gonna take your computer? Are you going to take clothes, your makeup? What are you going to take? Imagine that. How important now is 442 or 352 or 451? But again, do we just pack up and go home? There are people dying, obviously, and it's war. And it feels like it's hundreds of miles away. And it is for most of us. But there's probably people listening to this that it isn't hundreds of miles away because we have listeners in all, all parts of the world. And if you're listening and you are in Ukraine or in Russia or Poland or next door, I thank you for listening. And you have every empathy from me. And uh, if there's anything that I can do personally, please reach out www.robriles.co.uk. So what do we do? Do we give money? Yes, we can give money. There are charities opening up all over the place. Money always helps. Then we worry about, does it go to the right people? Well, I think we should do due diligence in a short period of time to make sure that we feel it is going the right way. And then we should just give and then let go. We can give clothes, we can give books, we can give toys, we can give toiletries, we can give the things that people need, the essentials of life, if you wish, to various points. And it will take time to go and find them and discover where they are and to go and take them. It is worth doing. I was humbled 
by what I saw on the television. And I don't believe everything I see on the television. I don't watch a lot of television, but I have to say I've watched the news most days for a short period of time in the last couple of weeks. And to see German people at an airport holding placards up saying one room, two rooms, three rooms, we can take one person, two people, three people, or a family for free for as long as it's necessary. That is humanity at its best. Now, ask yourself a question if you don't think that's great. How many of us would actually make the effort to go to an airport, to write a placard, and to open our homes up to people from we don't even know from the other side of the world for an indefinite period of time. We don't know their characters. We don't know who they are. We don't know their habits. We don't know how that will disrupt our own lives, but we will do it without an end. And what are you gonna do if you're not happy and it doesn't work? Put them on the street. That is sacrifice. And I, 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 I haven't seen so many amazing things or anything so amazing as that for a long time. Very personal, I know, but that's how it affected me. Coming back to the question, also, what, where does football fit into this? Well, football has a long history of smoothing the way, being a part of the terrors of history during World War One when the Allied and Nazi forces were dug in in trenches in Belgium and France and were shooting at each other and gunning each other down with machine guns in terrible conditions they stopped for one day Christmas Day played a game of football shook hands gave each other gifts and played football together. I don't think there's, it's insignificant that they played football. It's almost a universal language. There's been soccer aid where hundreds of thousands of people and millions of pounds have been raised through games of football and sent to different parts of the world who need assistance. There's, there's charity matches that go on for people all over the country, all over the world, for people with diagnosed illnesses and who need support. Football has a history of charitable support. I think that is the answer that I'm looking for. And I didn't know it until I'd started to speak it out on this podcast. But that is what football should do. It should continue to go on I think we should keep in the back of our minds that there are more important things than the result we should keep that in our minds anyway this is just a reminder that life trumps football football is a part of life not life being a part of football as much as we all joke about it Shanks will tell you that and I think it brings us to the bigger point that we're all brothers and sisters. Because people say, well, actually, it's not in England, is it? 
It's not in America, is it? It's not in Germany, is it? It's in Ukraine. That doesn't really bother us, does it? Well, it doesn't have to. You can continue to live in your own rabbit hole. It depends what you believe. But we live in a universe. And uh, Wayne Dyer used to say this, that the universe is uni-verse. Uni means one. Verse is song. Universe, one song. People will tell you that, will say things like, well, when a butterfly flaps its wings in South Asia, it affects the wings, the wind in North America. Do you believe that? It's a question you need to answer. Does it, does it matter that there's a war in Ukraine? Well, if you want to be brutal about it and very, very factual, the oil prices are gonna go up. Your fuel prices that heat your home are gonna go up. The cost of your food is probably gonna go up. Transportation's gonna get more expensive. There's gonna be travel restrictions. So it's gonna to get to you somehow in some small way. But is that the point? Well, I don't think so, no. I think we should make it our business because the people in Ukraine are our brothers and sisters. They are human beings. And yes, I know I'm making a bit of a standpoint and this isn't a political standpoint, it's humanitarian. And it's my own personal beliefs. And we should be concerned and we should have in the back of our minds that we have a responsibility to do what we can to help these people. A, because they're fellow human beings and B, because the world order as we have it allows us to live our lives in freedom. And if you want to get down to the niche aspect of this podcast, it allows us to play football in peace which is so insignificant, it's almost not worth saying. But if that's where you come from, that's where you come from. But these people are our brothers and sisters, and that is leadership. Just having that thought process is the starting point of having a better life, being a better human being, and being able to do more and live better in your own circle. And there are other lessons in this. I watched a documentary about power. And many people know the story of how the Second World War came to be. And I'm not a historian. This is my potted attempt at explaining the lesson in here. So what's the lesson? Well, the lesson's about ego and power and stealth and what we will accept and how things come to be. I think they're pretty powerful questions really to be answered. If Adolf Hitler was the architect of World War II, 
he started off as a very socially low level soldier politician with wasn't born into power didn't achieve anything great and had very considerable lowly or had a lowly status in society relatively but had a desire and began to achieve a little bit of success here and there as we all do we have a break we do okay things are going okay today because of his characteristics his pathological thought processes he seized on things that went well and yes there's always timing involved in these things yes there's always right time right place right people but he began to get a foothold very very slowly had setbacks but had a foothold was very intelligent and understood what worked right time right place understood communication but more than anything else he went and here's the rub unchecked make waves bit of a stir created a bit of fuss but people didn't deal with it when it was small and it came to the point that this little wave this little tiny seed this germinating body got bigger and bigger and bigger and more powerful and got momentum behind it one of the greatest things in football and life momentum until it got to a point where it was too big to deal with recognize that in your own life you ignore signs and symptoms you go to the doctor you get a diagnosis you've got a terminal disease it's so far spread in your body we can't do anything about it if you'd have come six months ago we could deal with that lesson deal with it when it's small you're having regular little discussions with your partner your husband your boyfriend your wife and you're not resolving the issue and you ignore it it'll go away but it happens every week deal with it now before it becomes a divorce issue I've been down that road it's ridiculous it's painful it's costly and there's lessons to be learned something's getting on your nerves somebody's out of line something doesn't look right have the conversation maybe you maybe you're not that personality maybe you don't like conflict have the conversation have a little bit of discomfort now and deal with it be assertive draw the line know what you'll accept tell somebody what you'll accept and don't let them step over it and by the time going back to world war ii hitler had got this momentum going the powers that be the greatest most powerful people on the planet and the other countries were not powerful enough to stop the machine 
It was rolling down the hill. The snowball's rolling down the hill at 100 miles an hour. Getting its way, it rolls you over. You might knock it off course a little bit, but it'll kill you. It'll maim you or injure you. And then we have a protracted five-year war of desolation where the whole planet is affected and is still affected today. That could have been stopped in hindsight. Perfect science, hindsight. Who am I? I'm just talking out loud. I'm not making any criticism. Fast forward to 2022. The analogy between Putin and Hitler, they're astounding. So similar in terms of rise to power, it's untrue. Putin didn't even win an election. He wasn't even elected. He was a stand-in president for a retiring man. He had a very lowly position prior to that. He slowly and specifically used the time, said the right things, communicated the correct things for the people, right time, right place, and established a foothold and created you could call it a dictatorship. Change the laws of the country so that he's going to be in power for an indefinite period of time. Created networks of power and wealth which establish a hierarchy that's unbreakable in the short term without world consequences. And this is me talking from a very, very low level of understanding of how these things work but it's too late to change it now in terms of stopping war because it's already underway the engagement needed to stop the snowball rolling down the hill is infinitesimally greater now than it was a few years ago the cost will be greater in life in money, in time, in everything. So what are the lessons? Deal with issues when they're small, number one. And number two, control your ego. The lesson is when you get success, understand what it is and get it in perspective. Because your brain demands of you more and more success so that it gets an ever-increasing hit of all those feel-good chemicals that come with success. Better job, better money, better result, more glory, more people, more time, more wealth, more popularity, more hits, more likes, more shares. It's an ever grinding treadmill so get off it get your ego in check and understand that we are all frail and can be vulnerable to those type of things so lesson over what can football do to help Ukraine it can keep going 
the people who are engaging it can recognize that they are our brothers and sisters. And if we take a minute to reflect, we can help in whatever way we can in our own personal, with our own personal choices to do so. That's what I think anyway. So that's leader, manager, coach. Sometimes I feel the need to say things and I hope that this has been a worthwhile listen. As always, thank you for your time. Speak again. Bye-bye.